The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Goals here along with uh, Lior Sanfiru, employment lawyer, Sanfiru to Markin LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. Reach out. You can. There's a phone number included, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the website to do all that and more, learn some stuff, would be pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, uh, access to the severance calculator there as well, but it could be a simple question. It could be one rather complex. Maybe you're already dealing with a severance package that you were given the other day. Haven't signed it yet, of course, because you know better to do that. But you want to call us and ask any any questions having to do with the workplace or your job. Bring them on, ready to go over the next half hour. So again, make it happen. Lior, can my boss do this? Can my employer do that? We're going to get to a bunch of those talking points here in just a bit. First, we always get to the case of the day to get warmed up. How what do you got going on? Johnny, Johnny, great to be here. Excited to talk employment law. Uh, it's been uh, a day already for me this uh, Tuesday. They filled, uh, filled with questions and emails and answers provided to people dealing with uh, workplace issues. Well, let's continue it for the next 30 minutes. If you're driving along, coming back from work, call us if you have a questions right now. Take advantage. If you're you're having your after work uh, supper and you want to understand whether what happened today at work was legal or not and what to say tomorrow, Call us. If it has to do with your job or your friends or your daughters or your husbands, if there's an issue, what a great time you have now to call and ask a question. You'll get the answers and you walk away feeling better, I promise you. And the reason I can promise you that is because we have great employment laws in this country. Uh, and that's why we uh, we can tell you that the law is on your side as an employee. Let me tell you about a case that came across my desk this week, John, before we take our, our first uh, call. Uh, I spoke with a gentleman who uh, had a, a medical condition, was off for a few weeks, came back to work uh, after a few weeks, but uh, shortly thereafter had to go back again. His condition didn't improve enough, and his doctor gave him a note saying, yeah, you need to be off indefinitely so we can do some more testing, etc." He gave that note to his employer, but his employer said, well, no, not so fast. What we want you to do, given the fact this is the second time you've been off, we want you to go to an independent medical exam. And then and only then, once we get that doctor's opinion, we can say, yeah, it's fine for you to be off work. Uh, so we'll arrange for that ASAP, and then we'll, we'll get you going there. Well, he didn't want to do that, so before he said anything to his employer, he called me, and he wanted to understand his rights. So we've talked about this on the show before, John, but no, an employer cannot demand that you go uh, and undergo a medical exam, an independent medical exam. When it comes to your ability to be off work, your doctor, your doctor's note, it's really all that matters. It's all that you need. Your employer doesn't get to question your doctor, say, well, this doesn't make sense or I want to get another opinion. If they have a follow-up question, if something's not clear, they can get, ask you to get some more information and clarity from your own doctor. But they cannot tell you that you, you have to go on, uh, undergo an independent medical exam. And the other thing to note here is an employer doesn't get to decide in order to approve a leave. If you need to be off work, you have a doctor's note, you can be off. There's no discretion there. So what I told this individual to tell his employers, no, my doctor's note is very clear. If you need some clarification, I can get you that clarification. Otherwise, I'm going to be off 
pursuant to what my doctor told me I need to do. And they can't touch him. If they try to do anything to him, that's a human rights violation. That could be a wrongful dismissal. You name it. So an important reminder there, go back to your doctor if you need to be off work, if you need accommodation. That's all that you need. Get into our first call for the evening here on a Tuesday. Mikey, what's going on, pal? How are you? Good. How you doing? Beauty, what's on your mind? Shoot. Well, my, uh, every once in a while, uh, my employer will text me and, and say, you know, hey, don't come in tomorrow. Uh, I'm giving you tomorrow off or something like that. No pay or anything like that. Just don't come in. And some sometimes it coincides like I, I don't take a lot of days off. I don't book vacation, but seems to be a pattern. If I ask for a day off and I take a day off about 9, 10 that night uh, of the day that I've taken off, I get a text, hey, don't come in tomorrow. Uh, are they allowed to do that? So, Mike, I take it this has now happened a bunch of times? It's, it's happened enough times that, it, that it's annoying, and it really, really upsets me when, it, when, it, when they do that. I've asked them not to do it. So here's how this works. If you were to tell me, listen, uh, I've been working regular shifts for as long as I've been there. Now my employer of a sudden has just started telling me that every once in a while not to show up. They, they wouldn't be able to do that. That's a significant change to the terms of employment. They can't just decide to cut your hours and cut your pay that way. But the problem here is because it's been happening for a while, because uh, you've been in this situation and they've been doing it, by now, even though I know it's upset you and you've told them that, you're kind of considered to have accepted this new reality, the new reality being that your boss calls you and says, okay, don't show up tomorrow, and, and that's what happens. So here's what I'd want you to do, okay? Uh, I'd want you in writing, has to be in writing, saying, this has happened a few times, I, I kind of I assumed that it's just a one-off and I was willing to help you out, but now that it's become a regular thing, I'm telling you, that I'm not okay with this and I expect to come to work as scheduled. Now, in writing, if it's not a writing, it doesn't exist. But you have to say what I said. You have to essentially explain why up until now you didn't really cause too much of a fuss. Now, you do that. If they continue doing that, then you're going to have to make a decision. Do you continue working and it is what it is? Or do you consider that to be a constructive dismissal and leave and require them to pay you severance? Ultimately, you can't physically stop them from doing that, but you may be able to treat that as a termination if that's what you want to do. Does that make sense, Mike? Okay. Yep. And if when they, in the past, like you're saying, it's kind of become uh, accepted behavior, but in the past when they've sent me the, the, the text, uh, does it support a case if I've uh, texted back protesting? It does, but at the end of the day, you still did what they said, and you didn't treat that as a constructive dismissal. So that's the problem here. But okay. So that's why I want you to send that text message or the email, it kind of explaining that, you know, I, I assumed this was going to be something extremely rare, uh, so I was willing to ultimately kind of let it go. But I'm telling you now, no, not okay with this. And then if it continues happening, you're going to have to make that decision. Uh, do you continue working, in which case now it's a regular term of employment, they can do that whenever they want, or you say enough is enough, I'm treating this as a termination. Okay. Thank you very much for your help. 
Thanks, Thanks, Mikey. Appreciate the uh, call early on. uh, Home safe. And uh, to follow up with Lior at a uh, later date when uh, that all settles, please do. 1-855-821-5900. More of your calls coming up. We'll take a short break. Employment Law Show continues. Hang on. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. How are you, pal? What's going on? I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. What's up? So, um, I was I started working at a body sh- auto body shop April of 2013. I, um, of course, my my duties slowly transitioned. I just started doing better. April, um, I'm sorry, March of uh, 2020 comes by COVID, and uh, I was removed from the night shift that I was working at, put onto the day shift, and. Um, my duties were also changed. And so when I spoke to the owner about, um, um, not feeling comfortable with the duties that I was doing at the time, which I was painting and they put me onto detailing cars and I told him, I don't feel safe due to COVID. I just doesn't feel right. And when I did mention that, he told me, what would you like me to do? I said, I, I don't know. I, I'm just telling you, I don't feel like doing this. Um, I was then laid off and, uh, <clears throat> um, months to go. And I, I knew they weren't going to call me back. I wasn't going to sit around. I was starting to literally get bored. So I got another job. I started working. And, of course, they never called me back. And <clears throat> I actually did speak to a lawyer. I got in contact with a lawyer. He basically said, yeah, we're, I'm going to start a case, this, this, and that. And it almost like he, I guess, once he really got into my case, he kind of just abandoned it, never called me back, never responded to me. And the only way I was able to get... The only way I was able to, I guess, reach out to him was when I went to on his Google reviews, left a review of exactly what happened. And immediately after, he would call me and say, hey, can you take that review down? Uh, I'm still working on your case. Um, uh, the courts are very busy, and uh, I'll get back to you. This has been going on for almost three years. So, of course, the position that I had at that shop, I lost it. And I don't know if this lawyer that I dealt with now jeopardized anything that could have been. So, so I don't know. Uh, tell me this, Majid. Uh, yeah. are, are you are you working now? Currently, I am. Yes. When? So after you were laid off, when did you work? During what time frame? What do you mean? When did I work? So when did you find a job, or did you lose that job? Help me understand your work history since you were laid off. Okay. So when I was laid off, March of 2020. Yeah. I. I then about, I would say maybe two months later, I then found another job, yeah. you know, non-union and, uh, that's about it. Started working there. And, and you've worked uh, there since then? I'm now actually at another place now. Okay. Have you been out of work since March, 2020? After the shop that laid me off? I, after you found a job a couple months later, have you worked consistently since then? Yes. Okay. Uh, and and making roughly about what you were making uh, at the at the first company. Um, no, actually, I started making the, the you know same pay, but the hours were of course less. A um, little bit of a difference in job duties and stuff like that. No, I'm just talking. I'm just talking about an in- income. Uh, right. Are you, are you making uh, significantly less or about the same? 
about the same. Okay. So I'm going to make it very easy for you. Uh, okay. uh, you don't need this lawyer. Uh, you are owed eight weeks pay. It's exactly eight weeks pay that you're owed. You're owed your minimum entitlements only because you found another job. If you hadn't found another job, you could have potentially been looking at a year's pay. But in your case, you're owed eight weeks pay. Because it's only your minimum entitlements to do that, it's free, it's easy. You just file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor. That's all you do. You don't need a lawyer. You don't need anything. And it's going to be the most straightforward thing in the world. Okay? So okay. there's nothing this lawyer can do for you. Uh, you and, and you don't need me either for that because uh, for, for that eight-week pay, if, if we're talking about getting your full severance, you can't go to the Ministry of Labor, run far, far away from the Ministry of Labor. But because you found another job, which is good, uh, you're limited to your minimum entitlements, which is eight weeks, Ministry of Labor can do that. So you go to the Ministry of Labor website, you'll see the form there to file a complaint, you'll, you'll do that, and, and that's it. They'll take care of it from there, and you'll get your eight weeks. It's as simple as that, Majid. Okay, so and, and just one more thing. This lawyer, this lawyer that I dealt with, I can completely ignore him and move on? Well, I'm not going to tell you how to deal with the lawyer because I don't know the nature of your retainer. All I'm telling you is that for you to get what you're owed, you don't need court cases. You don't need to do anything. You just need to file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor because, unfortunately, you're limited to eight weeks. If you could still get your full severance, then, yeah, you need a lawyer, uh, and I can help you. But for, for your minimum entitlements, eight weeks only, uh, and you're not out of time because the clock really would have started running in July of last year, so you're still okay. Uh, Ministry of Labor, that's all you do. Okay. That, that's very helpful. Thank you very much. Thanks, Majid. Appreciate the, uh, appreciate the call, pal. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Any further phone calls when this all uh, comes through, one 821 5900 if you need to reach out to Lior and the team uh, otherwise. Okay, now we're talking about this. Lior, can my employer do this? Can they do that? I know you get a ton of these questions, not even weekly, daily, hourly, for that matter, through uh, texts and emails and phone calls as well. Can my employer change the length of my shift? Kind of like we had a basic, you know, kind of what we had a couple phone calls ago. What do you think about it? Yeah, no, and they can't. I mean, you know, there may be some minimum changes, minimal changes that they can make. You know, if your shift is eight hours, can they make it eight and a half and kind of get away with it? Yeah, likely. But can they make significant changes? Can they, you know, cut it in half or, or double it or even increase it by, you know, 20% or decreasing it? No, they can't. That's a significant change of the terms of your employment. And anytime you hear that that expression, significant change, there's another term that should come to mind, which is constructive dismissal. The idea being that if your employer does that, if they make significant changes to your shifts, to your pay, to your hours, you can treat that as a termination. You don't have to accept it. But as I said to our first caller today, the problem with not doing anything about it, just kind of continuing to work, is you're going to be considered to have accepted it. So once you understand your employer is doing something that they're not supposed to do, you really have to sit down and think about Am I okay accepting this? Am I okay for this to be my new normal? Or am I going to look at this as a termination and get severance? Happy to help you make that decision. Happy to help you assess what you're owed and how to pursue it. So if you're facing a significant change, don't walk away from the job. Don't tell your employer I'm gone. Don't do that before you talk to me first. Can my employer make me sign a performance improvement plan? How about that one? So oftentimes, performance improvement plan, people get very worried about that if they feel that they're not justified. You know, what happens if I sign it? 
Well, because I, I don't want to accept it, and I agree, right? You don't want to accept a performance improvement plan that you don't agree with. You have to say what you don't agree with and, and don't want to accept it. But here's the thing. Generally speaking, when your employer is asking you to sign it, it's not to sign it to acknowledge that it's correct. You're just signing to acknowledge that you've received the copy, that right. they gave it to you, they're aware of it. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with signing to say, yes, I have it. Because you're not denying, oh, I've never seen this, what are you talking about? No. They gave you a copy and you've seen it. So read exactly what it says. Usually it would say at the bottom, by signing here, you acknowledge that you've received a copy. No problem signing. If it said, by, by signing here, you acknowledge that this is all correct, absolutely not. But So it's okay to sign as long as you're just acknowledging receipt of it. And of course, as I said, if you're getting a negative performance re review or a uh, performance improvement plan you don't agree with, say so in writing, say why you don't agree with it, Tell the employer what they may not have considered or what maybe they didn't, uh, uh, they weren't aware of. Make sure you put that in writing. By doing that, you're actually protecting your job. Let's grab another call. Got uh, Joe standing by. Hi, Joe. Good evening. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, sir. What's uh, what's your question? Yeah, so I worked as a long haul truck driver, um, and last year, sorry, 2021, I got in a major accident with one of our trucks. And uh, other companies' insurance was uh, dropped them, uh, not just because of my accident, but just they had other incidents. And uh, anyways, they started slowing down my runs. And from 2022 until uh, September, I didn't work at all. They they weren't uh, calls or ignoring me. And then finally, uh, when I emailed their HR, they they told me that you know the insurance dropped me, and uh, you know that maybe they'd find me another job to work. Um, and I said, no, I want to work as a driver, right? Because, uh, making, and then they kind of gave me some local runs in Canada because I was long and there was once every two weeks or one, twice a month. And then I got to, I just couldn't survive on that. And I just got another job. Right. So I don't know if there's any severance there because they really use the excuse of, um, insurance right against me to say that's why they couldn't employ me. So, and Joe, you think that was an excuse? There wasn't really a problem with the, they, they could have insured you still? No, it's just that the thing is, the it wasn't just me, right? They're, they had other, but they were, they, they were telling me that the insurance was going to drop them. I think it was 2022, and this is still uh, September. So uh, from July to November, they didn't employ me in, in my position. Because and obviously, they, they, yeah. they were able to insure you because they were still letting you do some runs, you know, you said a couple of times a month. So obviously, right. they were still insuring you, right? That's that's right. And that's why I was suspecting it was really going on because somehow they figured a way for me to to work uh, here and there needed me and not, not in my full-time position. So eventually, because you weren't making money, they were giving you a couple of runs a month. You said, I can't do this. And you, you left and you found another job. Pretty much, yeah. I wasn't going to stay yeah. with that kind of routine. Yeah. Sure. No, it makes sense. So, obviously, what you're describing is a constructive dismissal by by cutting your hours that way. They've terminated your employment. You know, obviously, we would need to kind of understand the, the history more uh, of when these changes happened to kind of determine what was the cutoff date. Uh, how long were you there for total? I since 2018. 18. <clears throat> yes. So you could be looking at as much as six months severance here. So, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, as long as it's it's not legitimate, this whole insurance thing, and again, obviously, it couldn't have been because they were still uh, insuring you. 
then yeah, you are owed severance given the fact that they've just decided to cut your hours in such a drastic way. So definitely give give me a call off here. Let's sit down. I still will need to understand the timing and when things started kind of going south and what happened at that point. Uh, but yeah, sure. severance for you could be six months. So let's connect off air, Joe. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it, pal. And you know that number. Again, I'll give it to you, one 821 5,900. Moving on down the line to your uh, next phone call here. That would be Bruce. Hi, Bruce. Thanks for standing by. Good evening. Hi. How are you? Good, sir. What's uh, What's your question tonight? Well, I, I listen to your show a lot, and I've uh, learned that the company can kind of do what they want uh, in the in the long run. But I just had I just turned sixty five. I got laid off during COVID. Got called back. A lot of people didn't. And uh, but I just had my yearly review from last year, and after I read it, I, I felt like the Antichrist. I really felt I really felt bad, and uh, I couldn't believe it. And I went to my boss, and I, it was very vague about things like when I'm asked something I don't remember, I don't know. Uh, I'm easily distracted. It's because I have a I, I have a job where in a warehouse where I am having to be spread out all over. And uh, <clears throat> my question is, so I went to him and said, you know, can you be specific? What what ha- like what are the incidences? That 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 um, uh, you know on record or whatever, and, and he said, "Well, he couldn't give me an answer." And he said, "Nobody reads these things. Well, then why do they do them? And what can I do to protect myself in the future? Because a year from now, if somebody looks at that review uh, and they want to lay me off or say I'm too old, how do how do I protect myself?" How long have you worked there for? Uh, almost 10 so, years. Uh, Bruce, almost 10 years. So, listen, the reality is if they want to let you go, they can, but they owe you easily a year severance, if not more, because you said you're in your, in your mid-60s. Yeah. But here's what I would do in terms of protecting yourself, is do exactly what you just did now, but in writing to your employer. Send them an, a, 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 in writing, email, text message, uh, whatever you need, something in writing saying, here's why I don't agree with this, and here's why I actually don't think this is correct, and I haven't been given any particulars. I'm not even sure exactly how to improve. Essentially, lay out your concerns and your grievances, because by doing that, what what's, what that means is you're not accepting it. What you don't want to be is your silence could be seen as acceptance, as if you're saying, this is all correct, I did it all. That's yeah. what you don't want. You want to be on the record saying, no, no, I'm not okay with this. I'm not accepting this. That's the only and the best way to protect yourself. But I'm telling you right now, with stuff like this that's so minor, if they do let you go at any point, they would never be able to use that as a basis to deny you severance. They'd owe you at least a year severance. So I, I wouldn't lose any sleep over this, Bruce. Well, I did. Well, the one the day I got it, I told my boss, I said I couldn't sleep. I couldn't believe this was... You were talking about me, but I mean, uh, he said, I said, what would happen if I didn't sign it? And I did sign it. Then I took it home and read it because he he said it to me verbally, and I took it home and read it, and I went, oh, my goodness, what did I sign? I said, what happens if I didn't sign this? Uh, He said, oh, oh, nothing. We'd still submit it. It's on the record. So, so now, now you know what to do. Write exactly what I said. And like I said, if anything happens to your job status, you call me right away, and we'll take care of it. Well, thanks. I love your show. It's great. I appreciate it, pal. Thank you so much. We are going to uh, get out of here for another evening. Thank you so much for your phone calls and your input. Thank you for listening back in here tomorrow again at 6.30. So join us then. In the meantime, the number 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca and the website anytime and every time. 
pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you next time in the Employment Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. 